0: Section nine of Insurgent Mexico. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Insurgent Mexico by John Reed. Part one Desert War. Chapter nine The Last Light. The days at La Cadena were full of color. In the cold dawn, when the river pools were filmed with ice, a trooper would gallop into the great square with a plunging steer at the end of his rope. Fifty or sixty ragged soldiers, only their eyes showing between serapes and big sombreros, would begin an amateur bullfight to the roaring delight of the rest of the campaneros. They waved their blankets, shouting the correct bullfight cries one would twist the infuriated animal's tail another more impatient beat him with the flat of a sword instead of banderillas they stuck daggers into his shoulders his hot blood splattering them as he charged and when at last he was down and the merciful knife in his brain a mob fell upon the carcass cutting and ripping and bearing off chunks of raw meat to their curatels then the white burning sun would rise suddenly behind the puerta stinging your hands and face and the pools of blood the faded patterns of the surrepes the far reaches of umber desert glowed and became vivid don petronilo had compensated several coaches in the campaign we borrowed them for many an excursion the five of us once it was a trip to san pedro del gallo to see a cockfight appropriately enough Another time Guino Guerca and I went to see the fabulously rich lost gold-mines of the Spaniards, which he knew, but we never got past Buquilla, just lounged in the shade of the trees and ate cheese all day. Late in the afternoon the Puerta Guard trotted out to their post, the late sun soft on their rifles and cartridge-belts, and long after dark the detachment relieved came jingling in out of the mysterious dark. The four peddlers who I had seen in Santo Domingo arrived that night. They had four burrow-loads of macruchet to sell the soldiers. It's mister, they cried, when I came down to the little fire. Que tal, mister? How goes it? Aren't you afraid of the colorados? How is business, I asked, accepting the heaped-up thanks of macruchet they gave me. They laughed uproariously at this business far better for us if we had stayed in santo domingo These trapa couldn't buy one cigarro if they clubbed their money one of them began to sing the extraordinary ballad the morning song to francisco villa he sang one verse and then the next man sang a verse and so on around each man composing a dramatic account of the deeds of the great captain for half an hour i lay there watching them as they squatted between their knees srepes, draped loosely from their shoulders the firelight red on their simple dark faces while one man sang the other stared upon the ground wrapped in composition here is francisco villa with his chiefs and his officers who come to saddle the shorthorns of the federal army get ready now colorados who have been taking so loud for villa and his soldiers will soon take off your hides TODAY HAS COME, YOUR TAMER, THE FATHER OF ROOSTER TAMERS, TO RUN YOU OUT OF THE TORREON, TO THE DEVIL WITH YOUR SKINS. THE RICH WITH ALL THEIR MONEY HAVE ALREADY GOT THEIR LASHING, ALL THE SOLDIERS OF THE URBINA CAN TELL, AND THOSE OF MAUCOVIO HEDERA. FLY, FLY AWAY, LITTLE DOVE, FLY OVER ALL THE PRAIRIES, AND SAY THAT VILLA HAS COME TO DRIVE THEM ALL OUT FOREVER ambition will ruin itself and justice will be the winner for villa has reached torreon to punish the avaricious fly away royal eagle these laurels carry to villa for he has come to conquer bravo and all his colonels now you sons of the mosquito your pride will come to an end if villa has come to torreon it is because he could do it viva villa and his soldiers viva herrera and his gent you have seen wicked people what a brave man can do with this now i say good-bye by the rose of castile here is the end of the rhyme to the great general villa after a while i slipped away and i doubt if they ever saw me go they sang around the fire for more than three hours but in our cartel there was other entertainment the room was full of smoke from the fire on the floor through it i dimly made out some thirty or forty troopers squatting or sprawled at full length perfectly silent as the silvera read aloud a proclamation from the governor of durango for ever condemning the lands of the great haciendas to be divided among the poor he read considering that the principal cause of discontent among the people in our state which forced them to spring to arms in the year nineteen ten was the absolute lack of individual property and that the rural classes have no means of subsistence in the present nor any hope for the future except to serve as peons on the haciendas of the great landowners who have monopolized the soil of the state considering that the principal branch of our national riches is agriculture and there can be no true progress in agriculture without that the majority of farmers have a personal interest in making the earth produced considering finally that the rural towns have been reduced to the deepest misery because the common lands which they once owned have gone to augment the property of the nearest haciendas especially under the dictatorship of diaz with which the inhabitants of the state lost their economic, political, and social independence, then passed from the rank of citizens to that of slaves, without the government being able to lift the moral level through education, because the hacienda, where they lived, is private property. Therefore the government of the state of Durango declares it a public necessity that the inhabitants of the towns and villages be the owners of agricultural lands." when the paymaster had painfully waded through all the provisions that followed telling how the land was to be applied for etc there was a silence that said martinez is the mexican revolution it is just what villa's doing in chihuahua i said it's great all you fellows can have a farm now an amused chuckle ran around the circle then a little bald-headed man with yellow stained whiskers sat up and spoke not us he said not the soldiers after a revolution is done it wants no more soldiers it is the pacificos who will get the land those who did not fight and the next generation he paused and spread his torn sleeves to the fire i was a school-teacher he explained so i know that revolutions like republics are ungrateful i have fought three years at the end of the first revolution that great man father Madero. "'invited his soldiers to the capital. "'He gave us clothes and food and bull-fights. "'We returned to our homes, and found the greedy again in power. "'I ended the war with forty-five pesos,' said a man. "'You were lucky,' continued the schoolmaster. "'No, it is not the troopers that starved, unfed, "'common soldiers who profit by the revolution. "'Officers, yes, some, for they get fat on the blood of Patria. "'But we? "'No.' what on earth are you fighting for i cried i've two little sons he answered and they will get their land and they will have other little sons they too will never want for food the little man grinned we have a proverb in guadalajara do not wear a shirt of eleven yards for he who wants to be a redeemer will be crucified i've got no little son said fourteen-year-old Gill Thomas, amid shouts of laughter. I'm fighting so I can get a thirty-three rifle from some dead federal and a good horse that belongs to a millionaire. Just for fun, I asked a trooper with a photo-button of Madero pinned to his coat, who that was. "'Pues, quien sabe, señor?' he replied. My captain told me he was a great saint. I fight because it is not so hard as to work. "'How often are you fellows paid?' We were paid three pesos just nine months ago to-night, said the schoolmaster, and they all nodded. We are the real volunteers. The gente of Villa are professionals. Then Luis Martinez got a guitar and sang a beautiful little song, which he said a prostitute had made up one night on the bordel. The last thing I remember of that memorable night was Gino Guerica lying near me in the dark, talking. To-morrow, he said. I shall take you to the lost gold-mines of the Spaniards. They are hidden in a canyon in the western mountains. Only the Indians know of them, and I. The Indians go out there sometimes with knives, and dig the raw gold out of the ground. We'll be rich. End of section 9